listening to the Ed Reach Network. Ed Gamer, episode 31 on Ed Reach. Can learning be fun? We have proof. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, November 26, 2011. EdGamer is part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. Dan, you want to have the honors? Uh, the honors of, of saying what? A big voice. <laughs> oh, a big voice. Yay. Oh, okay. So <laughs> this, this show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of <clears throat> games ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm Jerry. And our guest. I'm Daniel Rizak. And Dan, where are you from? Oh, well, um, I'm a technology integration specialist in Northbrook uh, District 30. And, you know, I, I, I hang around on EdReach uh, a whole bunch as well. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah, you know, just a little bit. bit. You might have something to do with EdReach. <laughs> just a little bit. Uh, senior. <laughs> My name is Jerry James, and I'm a visual arts educator at Schomburg High School in Schomburg, Illinois. And my name is Zach Gilbert, and I'm your host. I'm a sixth-grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. And tonight we have a wonderful guest, Dan Rizak, who is, uh, as we mentioned before, part of EdReach, a, a, a big part of EdReach. A big, and, and, formidable part. Yeah, you yes. know, well, maybe yeah. a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> And uh, a wonderful, uh, you know, person and friend of the show and of us, and we're glad that he's here tonight. And he's going to share a little bit about a project that I helped him out with uh, earlier this this school year concerning Civilization Four. So that's kind of where we get the title tonight. Can we? Can learning be fun? We have proof. And Dan made me feel really good. Uh, was it early? It was last week about. The um, integration of Civilization Four within their within their one of their schools. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. We had a couple. We have a couple stories we want to talk about first. Jerry, you sent us uh, Angry, Angry Birds meets Pokemon in Field Museum. So what is that about? I did. I was uh, surfing through the good old uh, Sun Times, and I came across this thing. It's called Specimania, and it's from the Field Museum. And uh, I guess as I was reading through the article, the Field Museum is trying to get, you know, more digitally connected and uh, see more, you know, it says here, the Field Museum enhanced focus on digital engagement, which is something I can believe. And I took my students to uh, the Museum of Contemporary Art, and they're like going full out on QR codes now. So I had noticed that, which is something I'd never seen before. You know, so you can take your phone and scan the QR code, and it'll bring you to, like, a website about the artist or something. So anyway, uh, Specimania, as it reads, is a new iTunes app developed by the Field Museum featuring 52 animals found in the Field Museum exhibits. The game teaches its players about the specimens found in the museum. It combines a cartoon design stylishly influenced by the, video, by the Angry Birds video game with card dealing and battles influenced by Pokemon. So, okay. Kind of crazy. So my, my question, I was curious about this, this app because uh, now does it work like best if you're actually in the field museum or is it just something that works like is a cool app outside of that? It looks like you could be outside. Yeah. 
Yeah, it uh, looks like it looks like it, it lives on because there's games and stuff, right? That uh, you could just kind of play, and it'll teach you about, uh, you know, ancient Aztec masks and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I think it could be played outside. It says players also take part in a Pokemon-esque scenarios, such as figuring out whether a saber-toothed tiger's teeth can defeat the talons of some kind of a falcon whose name I cannot pronounce. <laughs> a peregrine? Yeah, sure. Peregrine. Peregrine. Peregrine Falcon. Of course. One of the best Falcon. Peregrine. Okay. Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Pippin. Peregrine Took. Was that English? Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> forget it. Sorry. I don't have the Lord of the Rings. My Lord of the Rings fans out there know what I'm talking about. So, okay. So, Peregrine Falcon. Very fast Falcon. So, yes. No, it looks very cool. Uh, I love the Field Museum. Maybe it'll be one of those things that kids play it and they, they decide, Hey, let's go to the field museum so I can actually see these, you know, face to face rather than on a, you know, iPad or iPod. Yeah. yeah, and what it looks really, what it looks cool is that it, it's branding the field museum outside of the, you know, of Chicago. So yeah. you know, anybody mm-hmm. could stumble across this this uh, this iPad or this iPhone app and uh, start to engage in in the stuff that they have there. So that's that's a really powerful tool. I like Ooh. I like that. Cool idea. Yeah. Uh, focus on some of these uh, items that are in the app and then almost have like a scavenger hunt throughout the field museum. Mm-hmm. So they find 10 things that they really like and then they're uh, they're off in the field museum finding those things, maybe taking pictures with an iPad mm-hmm. or an iPod uh, and going back and, and sharing their results. <laughs> be kind of I just think of these things. Well, you know, so, so many schools now, you know, kids have uh, iPads, uh, and this is be one of those great extensions for when you come back from the museum, uh, get out the iPads and and uh, jump on this app. I like it. Yeah, I think it's it's really cool. I'm I'm definitely going to download it and have my my kids play with it, and maybe it'll be one of an impetus to head up north and go to the field museum. Yes. And it's it's free. And it's free. I like that. Free's like good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next thing on here, it's not really a story. It was just something that I've gotten into and, uh, which is definitely wasn't free, uh, call of duty, modern warfare three. And I asked the guy <laughs> before the show, if, if they played it now, you guys have, have you dabbled in the others, the call of duty, Jerry? I know you have, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Here and there. Okay. I hey. haven't. Sorry. No. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's your cup of tea though. I, 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 I used to like shooting things a lot. <laughs> <laughs> BB guns? Yeah, well, there's that. But, I mean, you know, like did the Lara Croft thing, and, and somewhere yeah. after that, I, it yeah. kind of ended with me. You know, like the, yeah. yeah, you took on other interests. I, I, yeah. You, I you probably matured. <laughs> uh, no, you know, it just, uh, I, I don't know. You know um, what was the last, I, I can't even remember the last time. I, I think I tried Call of Duty at, like a couple years ago or something. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, you know, I hook up with my friend Justin, and we started the co-op, and there's the co-op. There's the uh, campaign, which is the single player, and the, which is the main storyline, and then there's a multiplayer. And I started on the co-op first, and I tell you what, it's you, you have a lot of teamwork. You know, it's it's basically Portal, except things are dying. <laughs> you know, things are blowing up. Right. Uh, but it is a was it Michael Bay? I mean, he makes all those you know just oh, yeah. huge movies. Explosions. Yes, mm-hmm. it's just. It is awesome. It is a movie inside itself, and you are part of it. And I just started the campaign tonight, and I got through about three missions or so. And, you know, I know the storyline from the first – from the last game, I should say. 
and it kind of carries over. It's just it totally sucks you in. It's it is a movie. Jerry, you like those types of games. I do. I love those types of games. I think the uh I think it's awesome when it gives you something a little bit more to follow and you know, really like I said it just absolutely sucks you in cuz you go from sort of watching it to interacting and that's fantastic. Yeah. And then you know, they have the storyline within Within the game, yes, you're going from point A to point B to point C, and you're trying to, you know, um, just try. It's like a gauntlet. You're trying to get through, but you have a storyline that keeps it going. And it's now the first place. One of the first places I you go is in New York City. So I had to go to uh, the top of the Russians have taken. This is yeah. The Russians have taken over. You guys know Red <laughs> Dawn, don't you? yeah. You know the Russians have taken over New York City, and they have this. Uh, uh, device on top of the stock exchange that's not allowing us to use our radios and communicate with each other. <laughs> so our missions to go in and knock that out. And it's just, it's wild. You're flying through a little bit later on a helicopter on the side uh, using the Gatling gun. And then you have another mission where you go underneath and you attack this uh, submarine. And it's just, it's nuts. It is, and you're totally, your heart rate is jumping and it's going <laughs> through. And this really has nothing to do with education other than the fact <laughs> that you know, it's it's games like this. If there's a way to take games like this and not have the gratuitous violence in them uh, and get you involved, um, you know, you, you have things like Indiana Jones. Uh, wouldn't that be awesome to have like an Indiana Jones where I'm studying Egypt and I'm going through and trying to find, you know, the Ark of the Covenant. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, you're being an archaeologist and you could totally be engrossed in a game like that. I, I think that would be awesome. Rather than having, you know, for me at home, blowing things up, great. <laughs> Not going to well, be something that I can do in the classroom. And what is the uh, equivalent of the modern, or not the mo- not even the modern warfare, but the, like, historical warfare game that, pe- you know, kids should play? Is there one? Well, the, mm. that's, that's a good question. Yeah, there, I, I don't know. There are some... RTS is uh, real-time strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's the Shogun series. Um, you know, there's there's some other ones. What's the Stronghold Three? It's it's like a Middle Ages, uh, Rise of Nations. There's uh, Age of Empires, mm-hmm. and then you get to what, which is what our third topic is tonight: is civilization. And you know, there's some wonderful stuff on the BBC of uh, reenacting major battles throughout British history. And there are some that the History Channel's put out, like Gettysburg, right. uh, battles like that. But, you know, you're still de- dealing with the, the, the violence, and it's going to be tough to to swallow to have within the classroom. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, I've, I have certain games, like when I teach Lord of the Rings in the fourth quarter, I have – there are certain games that are there uh, with Lord of the Rings that aren't as – you know, gruesome is what a, you know, modern warfare would be, but it also takes them through the series of events within the story. So that's kind of nice, but I don't know if there's anything out there that, you know, you almost need, need like a jump approach. Yeah. You know, you're acting with history as you're going along right. and being involved with something like that. Yeah. I don't know. That's hard too, because I think a lot of, a lot of the, appeal to those games is the all around, you know, I mean, people are usually playing these on either, 
computer systems with large screens and great sound systems, or they're usually playing them at home with, you know, great sound systems. And I think a lot of that doesn't get mimicked in the educational environment, you know, which sometimes takes away from, from, you know, one of the magics, magic parts of the game, that kind of environment. Yeah. It's, it's tough. And, you know, to make money on something that might not be as appealing to audiences. Yeah, that's 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 the tough thing. So, yeah, I think like an Indiana Jones would be something like that, especially for what I teach, ancient civilizations. I think it would be very cool to have interactions with um, with history in, in that first-person type of uh, a game. So, I don't know, anybody out there that has ideas, send it to us, tweet it, post a message, that would be great. So we're we're off to our third topic, third and last topic, which is discussion of the Civilization Four at uh, at Dan's school. And I went up there in the spring to help uh, teach the teachers how to use the game. And it's it's I think it was overwhelming, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for That'll the teachers better. that were involved in this. It's it is it can be overwhelming. It is it's a pretty complex game. I think the uh, the one teacher that actually taught ancient civilizations because that I think. That fits like a glove uh, for this for this game. She was totally getting engrossed into the idea and concept of civilization. Right. So what, what's I guess what's an update of what's happened and what you've seen? Well, yeah. So yeah, you came what in like first week September. of September, and I mean we had talked about it, it, we bought all these Civilization Four games like last. March, April, because the social studies department said, hey, you know, we have some extra money and we want to know what to do with it. And so I was like, oh, hey, you know, I think we have an idea. I think we know what we can do. And I, I, after talking with you and listening to your show, uh, I was like, well, uh, let's get civilization. And quite honestly, you know, I've always loved gaming. I just haven't done much of it in a while. And I've I, I've really wanted to get back into uh, into gaming and, and and you know kind of throw myself into that. So I thought this would be a really good opportunity to do that. And and so you came up, you know, and and, and again it was for I've, and I played Civilization. Like I played a little bit over the summer, and it is like this first person like Sims type of, of of game, you know. And and that is always to be honest one of those types of games that I've always ignored <laughs> you know i've always like mm-hmm. you know like i it's it's so vast and there's so much freedom of exploration that uh i've always been kind of you know well you know i don't have enough time for that or whatever but uh so this is a real time i really had to sit down and and, and figure this out it, it is a it's it's one of those and jerry and i talked about it a few weeks ago about certain games that you know it's so i guess it's so linear where you do have to go, like Modern Warfare 3, I have to go from point A to point B, and every time I die, I, I, you know what, I see the same enemies over and over again in the same spot. So it's just memorizing, okay, that guy's at that corner, that guy's at that corner, you know, i got to take those out. And Civilization's not like that. There are so many variables. Uh, Minecraft is, is so open. There's mm. some games out there that are very open to your imagination and what you can do, and there's so many different ways to win it and lose it, uh, lose at the game and civilization. That's why it's it's one of those you do have to spend some time with it because it is so it is so vast. 
So yeah, and and so I spent some time with it, but still, it was one of those things where you're not if you're not playing with a lot of other people, you know, like it's telling you that you, know, you got to take your turn over and over and over again. It's like, well, this is kind of, you know, I suppose you you then realize some at some point you can have the computer play with you, but it's still not that's not the real experience, and you just don't get it really. I don't think until you see kids playing the game. And, uh, so we, you know, we had, I had talked with the, you know, the sixth grade teacher, we had, we had, you know, we scheduled out the lab for an entire week and, uh, and we, everything was kind of ready to go. And we, we, we talked about our strategy, uh, about how we were going to implement the game and basically just get, you know, let the kids, they did a little bit of the tutorial in the beginning just so that they, mm-hmm. you know, got, you know, and Sid Meyer took them through and, uh, <laughs> and at the same time we were kind of learning as we go. So we did the tutorial too, but not with 25 kids all at once asking a lot of questions and whatnot. Oh yeah. Uh, but I had to say that a lot of the kids are immediately, once you started playing the game, they're like, Oh, this is just like age of empires or, or, <laughs> you know, this is just like world of Warcraft or whatever, you know? And so it clicked with them immediately, like very, very quickly. Uh, and, as after we did the, you know, the du- the tutorial in the first day, we we actually had like a really long block. So we started in a multiplayer game. They had about a half hour to start it, and then it, I think it just really you could see um, things just started to take off. And you you, you had kids that were just um, started asking really interesting questions. You know, like, well, hey, how did you build a pyramid? You know, and uh, it, and I really just was starting to get very excited about the interactions that kids were having between one another. So that was like the beginning, like day one. And, and so there was a little bit there, you know, we saw a little interaction and it was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, you know, we'll see what happens uh, when they come back. And then on Wednesday, they had, they skip a day and then they come back uh, another day, uh, two days later for another really long block. So they had like an hour and a half to play and go really That's a good amount of time. It was actually a really good amount of time because by after the first hour, you know, and some kids just went off and, you know, start, you know, went from 4,000 BC and were already at like, you know, 40 BC and were <laughs> building war elephants and oh, yeah. roads and, <laughs> and stuff. And you could see, uh, you know, and, and of course the chat function in the game we found was very, very authentic because first of all we were in a library, so yeah. when they were being really loud, oh, that was much easier. Yeah, yeah, they were being really loud. We're like, guys, use the chat. You know, <laughs> so, so oh, you're our- telling them chat. That I mean, oh man, that's they probably ate that up. Oh yeah, no, they loved that. And honestly, I they were using it. All of them were using it very. Very authentically, I, I didn't see a lot of kids that were just like goofing around. There was no goofing. It was everybody was was engaged, and uh, and that was when you we really started to see. And you know, when I when you do something like this, you have to have a teacher who's willing to explore, mm-hmm. who's willing to allow their kids time to explore. And I think that's why this works. This works so well with this particular teacher. You know, she she we all didn't know what to expect with this. I I, mean, I after playing, you know, just my with my little bit of playing over the summer and I was, I, there was still a big part of me that was like, mm, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. Uh, but then when you kind of saw it, it was very magical. And I, I was telling all my colleagues, like, I've never seen anything like this before. I've really never seen anything like this before. I was so excited. Uh, of course I got my flip camera out. I'm like, you know, Oh, cool. <laughs> I'm like recording some of the kids. Oh yeah. You know? 
the kids are like leaning over to each other and they're like, how'd you get to build a road? You know, well, you know, I had to build a mine first and now, you know, I hadn't, I, yeah. need, I needed masonry. And so that now my <laughs> worker, my worker has all these skills. And, and so we would, you know, we would stop to pause. Uh, and I usually do the 10 to type of thing where I give them about 10 okay. minutes to go and, and I try to look for a moment's, uh, for discussion. And so we would pause and everyone would just kind of take, put their headphones off and, and, uh, kids would, uh, you know, we'd talk for a moment about, um, something that happened in the game, whether it was, you know, a lot of it was like, okay, how do we win? You know, cause after they were playing <laughs> for a while, we we're like, okay, how do we win? So we, there's a nice little function in civilization that shows you all your options of winning and yes. like how, what your percentages are of like right. getting, you know, and that was really helped. So we'd point that out to, to kids and just so many opportunities to have discussions of like, you know, of like, oh, you could have a cultural win. Yes. Right? And so we they talked- didn't have to destroy everybody. And I'm sure some of the boys were just like, oh, I got to destroy everybody. And then they figured out there are other ways to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so so obviously, you know, you have a cultural win. You have a time win, which, you know, I suppose uh, some kids were default. Yeah. Well, yeah, some kids Running were actually they were actually working together uh, by the third day when we got on Friday. Some kids were like colluding with each other. So how many how many did you have in a multiplayer game? We had uh, I went three at most, maybe four. Um, so you had three or four within one game. Yeah, you know, okay. so two to four, I would say. Um, sometimes some kids would like. We had a couple of instances where like some kids actually lost, uh, which uh-huh. was kind of surprising. So they were like <laughs> out, and so then they started over with another kid. Yeah, um, but that was you know not a big deal. We have one of our we had one of our first losers, and we kind of uh, we kind of paraded him around. <laughs> As uh, you know, because they actually say you're now part of the Hall of Fame or something like that. And, yeah. uh, even though he lost, uh, <laughs> that was right the Hall of Shame. Uh, but no, it was uh, it was really um, just a awesome experience. This is the first time I was really. You know, you've seen it's different. Like you give a kid an iPad, and a lot of times they, at least with you know, the, they, there's a lot of activities on an iPad, right? Mm-hmm. And they're they're kind of, and I don't want to say disposable. There's a lot of great things you can do with an iPad, but it's not an experience. I don't think you know. And I'm, I'm sure now people are going to be jumping on me on that, <laughs> but because there are certain yes, you can have experience, but I think that in a lot of cases. I would think since the iPad is so new, uh, a lot of teachers use them for like centers and activities like that. This is a real experience, you know, and, and it's something that could go – that could last for, for you know, days and, and maybe a week or, you know, I mean if you really uh, – Well, I can even point back to a game that we did earlier in the year. It could be a month later. It could be a couple months later. Do you remember when you did this in the in the game? You can make a connection to what you're teaching at that time. So it's there's a lot, and I pull it up all the time. Even if we're not playing the game, I'll pull up just a map of the world and just use it as a simplistic map uh, for ge- geographic purposes within my classroom and talk about and discuss. It's uh, I'm I'm quite jealous because I can't do the multiplayer within my district. I, I don't have the the capability of 
getting them online and doing that, at least as far as I know. <laughs> okay. I, I might be able to talk to somebody within the district and, and go from there. But is there like I think, an IP issue with that? Uh, I think there's a there's a lockdown Berlin Wall issue. <laughs> oh, there's that thing going. So, but I, I think I think you're 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 definitely onto something. I I use the game. Uh, you know, they're playing individually or with or with uh, another person. But you, the multiplayer is so huge, and you you know you can team them up. If you have like a group of four mm-hmm. kids, you can have them. You could have uh, two people on team one and two people on team two, and then you can have some uh, artificial AI players in there, involved there too. And what's interesting is how they try to work together in order to uh, accomplish whatever their the winning scenario they want. Well, I, I I skimmed on that, but no, I didn't really know you could team them up like that. that yes, that's, in the setup. That's uh, something I got to think about next time. And when they team up, uh, you can. If I'm researching, let's say I'm researching masonry, and they research masonry, it takes even less time because you're both doing it at the same time. You can share in the research, or one person researches masonry, another one researches horseback riding, and when you re- both get to the point where you both research it, you get both those items. So it's oh, cool. really the teamwork aspect. Yeah, and, and well, we found kids were working together anyway because a lot of yeah. kids just wanted to see how far into the future they could get. So <laughs> yeah. they were sharing all their technologies, which is really interesting because as a, just in a civilization aspect – we were taking moments to say, now, guys, think about that. You both have different leaders who have different qualities. You're bringing your, your – you know, you're, you're teaming together and you're, you're actually building a civilization together that uh, is bringing you to the future. You know? So we were able to you know, pull that out and just kind of use that as an example for what it, what it really was. You know? uh, and there were just so many, op- so many opportunities. Kids were a lot of the questions that just kids had. You know, there are, these were sixth graders. So, you know, a lot of them were asking, like, "What is mysticism?" You know, yeah. so you know, and that's awesome when the game would say something like that. You know, it's a good time to pause, guys. What is mysticism? What do you think it is? And uh, and then it would be another opportunity for us to talk about uh, culture, and you know, because mm-hmm. it. Because when you find religion, it can build your cultural, you know, oh, yeah. points to, you know, if you want to uh, win uh, in a cultural way. Uh, so, so again, it, it was another aspect of, you know, because a lot of kids, when you say what is culture, a lot of kids are like, well, it's they, they, it's for many of them, they refer to culture as something that has to do with your ethnicity, you know, or mm-hmm. like, you know, well, it's you know, kind of. Where you're from, right? Okay, uh, but there's so many things like religious and and you know yep. art and mm-hmm. uh, architecture and things like that yep. that, that make that, that are part of that that were op- possible to have in that discussion. There's almost too much. I mean, I mean, there's just so much within the game. It is so rich with content, uh, but it's just it's fun to have those. Just the introduction of those ideas. Uh, because they will ask questions is is huge. Uh, well, and now it is kind of a mind dump. And what I'm thinking, you know, obviously we're going to come back to it. Uh, well, mm-hmm. first of all, we opened up the lab and we've allowed the game to be checked out 
during lunchtime and like before and after school. They open up yeah. the, the library for like an hour before school and an hour yeah. after school. And I have to say that this is kind of funny because uh, last Thursday, like 40 kids showed up to the library. Oh, my. And they all <laughs> wanted to play. Uh, and they scarfed their lunch down so fast. That's and I, we were, I was getting all these, uh, you know, pe- all the people watching the lunch room were like, "Dude, I just had to write forty passes to kids <laughs> who wanted to come down to the library." So uh, that was awesome. And I'm also, drugs in there? What's right, going on? right. <laughs> uh, so that was awesome. Now we're gonna have to like just print out passes for kids who want to come. Uh, and so, but but oh, also there horrible. was like a mob at the library. And so when the eighth graders. We're in the library studying or something, and all these kids were coming. They they were like, "We want to play," and and um, it actually caused somewhat of a little bit of a scene. And eighth graders were like, "Why do they get to play games and we can't play games?" You know. Uh, so I That's don't know. Good. It was just really. And, and then we have a new librarian who actually was very uh, happy with it. She was like, "You know, it's great. I'm just so glad that you know they're interested in this, and uh, you know, she wants to like she, she would love for that to be a gaming lab." For the kids to come in and, and keep going with it. Well, you know, I'm starting. I've been trying to get it going here. Uh, a little civilization gaming club after school. It'll probably happen in a couple weeks, and I'm excited about that. But I have present and past students that are wanting to come to it, and it's it's gonna have to be a first come first serve because there's so many kids that want to do it. But you know that Civ Fanatics, and I'll, I'll put that link on the in the show notes. But Civ Fanatics is a great website that gives some insight to the game, but I bet you have some kids that would love to learn how to program mm-hmm. and create their own scenarios and mods. Mm-hmm. And the code, it's Python, which is the, the code that they use. And I've had former students that have, have made their own scenarios uh, and created their own you know custom modifications for the game. That it's a great lead-in for another a skill that the kids can learn how to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, and um, I mean, right now this is, uh, uh, for many of these kids, it's a new world. We we asked, we had a little bit of a, um, kind of a, you know, like the end of the week, we opened up the end of the, the, the class, the end of the period to just have more of a, a discussion, reflect on what we did. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the kids were like, you know, in the beginning, when we first started playing, like I didn't get it, but when we, but uh, now, I do. I you know, and that was really awesome to hear them say it. Like I really didn't understand what we were doing. We were kind of floating around here, and then when we started playing the multiplayer version, like I could see that when you get one skill, it allows you to have all these other things. Yes. And then, and and so you could see that there's like this uh, hierarchy of of skills and and and. Uh, and so, I mean, the kids didn't say hierarchy, but that was very cool. And another kid said, uh, like, well, civilizations don't just make themselves, which I thought was really cool to hear a kid wow. say. Hmm. Like, obvi- you know, they don't just spring up out of nowhere, that you have to start with the basics and then build upon all those basics. It was, I mean, this is awesome. And, yeah. you know, I was also being observed. So that was really cool. <laughs> <laughs> That was really cool when yeah. when, when kids were saying that. Uh, yeah, that it, it puts a smile on your face. <laughs> no, it was uh, yeah, no, it was it was very exciting. So they're going to nope. come back um, in a couple of weeks. We're going to do the Greek uh, scenario. Oh yeah, um, and that'll be fun. 
Yeah, I made a little mistake where I, I took one class and we, after the tutorial, we jumped right into the Greek scenario and they didn't know what was going on. <laughs> uh, and again, it's because they didn't really understand. They it, right. it jumped them already to like 400 BC. Yes. Well, that would make sense. And they were like all this technology was there. They didn't understand where, you know, but now so many of them understand that, you know, when you, they started with nothing and they built their way up. Right. So that when we get, uh, when we come back, uh, in a couple of weeks, we're going to be able to have that discussion like, okay, hey, we're starting in 400 BC. What kind of technology do we have now? What, right. uh, you know, what, uh, what's going on? What kind of leaders are we working with here? And Yeah. Um, uh, oh, there's so many cool. It, it's just, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's so much fun. You know, for social studies, it's just, it's a blast. And they, like I said, the kids really enjoy it. And you, you made me feel quite happy when you sent me you know a message on on how well it was going and and uh you know what we really need to do is figure out a way that if i can get it open a little bit um to do maybe multiplayer between two schools yeah honestly that would be cool now that would be an uh, not a land game but uh, that would be, be an uh, internet yeah, game online yeah online game so we gotta you gotta figure that one out you can share you can share IP addresses, I think, to make that happen. The tech side within, you know, I, it's easy for me to do something like that at home. Within uh, the walled garden that I'm in, yeah, I don't know the pathways through. So I would have to work, at, work that out on our end. But I think that would be really pretty, pretty neat where we could just do – you could even do Skype and, and play the game at the same time so where the kids can interact and talk to one another. Yeah, there's some potential there. There's so. definitely no. It's uh, it, I have to say thank you very much. I'm very excited. You got you inspired me, and yeah. Also, this other social studies teacher is very uh, excited to see what her kids have been coming away with. So the sixth grade teacher, she she was really excited when I was up there uh, in September. Mm-hmm. You know, she's is she really getting into it? I mean, she's enjoying it. Absolutely. You know, she's definitely getting into it. I mean, honestly, it's it's not totally within her comfort zone, but she's not she's not afraid of that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And and it's That's... opening her up to some new things. And but she's seeing some of the uh, benefits and some avenues that she can take from the use of the game. Oh, absolutely. You know, and you yeah. can see, and we were just discussing, like now for like the rest of the year, she's going to be able to pull from here and yeah. say, "Hey, remember when you discovered monotheism?" Well, you know, this is what we're talking about. And yeah. um, she actually was able to do that sometimes already in class, although it is kind of the beginning of the year still. I mean, it's mm-hmm. relatively uh, fresh. Yeah. But um, so Do you have another teacher, you said? Well, that's a very interesting question. Uh, now, we, uh, we've been – the seventh grade teacher is working with the World War One, right? Um, and we've been kind of going back and forth, and he is he, – and this is not – you know, this is just one of those things, but um, – Again, it, everybody's different, right? And mm-hmm. uh, uh, so he's struggling with a little bit of the, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe not so sure that this is uh, exactly relevant to, you know, what right. my kids are learning at this moment. Um, and you know what I was like, you know, they were they were learning World War One, and I was like, you know what, uh, and that's fine because he he's very he has really he has very little time. And in his curriculum mm-hmm. to open up and not just spend a whole week in the lab just right. exploring around. So I, what I did is I just said, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I put out applications to become a civilization leader for the seventh grade, 
And so uh, right already I, they're pouring in. And awesome. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to train all this, uh, a group of seventh graders to do the civilization uh, – what is the uh, – beyond the sword – Mm-hmm. And so they'll know how to load it. They'll know how to, you know, they'll know to how, how to help the other seventh graders that are starting that. And I'm going to open it up to those seventh graders. I got 26, you know, versions of that game, and I want to, I want them to be able to engage in it. Plus, they've been asking, seeing the sixth graders all play. Yes. They've been Jealous. like, yeah, exactly. They're like, well, can we play? And so I just said, you know what? I'll work with them in the lab. I'll bring, I'll work, I'll come before school. I'll train these kids, and they're going to be able to play that game too. You know, I'm seeing a total way, and maybe this is where you're, you're leading to, is that, you know, get a list of topics that are taught within seventh grade. Have the kids research and find and see if there's scenarios that fit within that, and then pr- pr- make a proposal to the teacher saying, here are the scenarios that work for these topics, and here's the reason why. Maybe they could even present it. Well, absolutely. That'd be I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, and I kind of have this theory too that you know, you know like again like the with the way that kids have kind of stumbled on so many of the the ideas that are already in the game mm-hmm. that the kids are going to start going and prop you know popping up in his class and saying, "Oh yeah, you know, that was in civilization. We, yeah. we discovered you know the when we used the because the, he's doing World War One right now, mm-hmm. and there is a World War One uh, uh, scenario in you found the, one. Okay. Yeah, no, there's a couple of them. In uh, is it World War One or World War Two? There's you can go back. Uh, you can go okay. back in time. There's uh, there's a there's a handful of mods within. Oh, okay. Civilization within uh, Beyond the Sword. Okay. Um, and you know we were trouble having trouble finding Hitler mods. There's a whole. Uh, there's a whole. Yeah, not that you know, but there's a whole yeah. bunch of those actually in uh, in Beyond the Sword. Okay. I don't know why we weren't finding them before, but they all uh, they're all there. And uh, yeah, I know it's. Uh, it, you gotta, yeah, you got to be careful, but yeah. Well, yeah, no, and he obviously <laughs> these things are um, are understandable, but uh, but yeah, no, they're but they are all there, and and so that's very cool. So they're going to be able to at least. Uh, you know, engage in that, and and I, I know my my theory is that they're they're going to be the ones that are going to come into class and start going, hey, you know what, uh, we've got, uh, <laughs> yes, you know, we we learned this in the in civilization, yeah, so that'd be cool, yeah. Well, um, I think that's about it. I think <laughs> our fifteen minute podcast, you know, <laughs> goes to. 39 minutes or whatever it's at now. But, uh, no, that was good. Dan, I, I thank you so much for, for joining us. That was uh, that was wonderful. Well, that was you, a boost man. in the, the ego and, and glad that this is spreading. And I'm sure you have some kids that are purchasing this game for home too. Well, we already had yeah, some kids yeah. that, that went home. They learned it. They came into class the next day and were, like, teaching all the other kids how to yeah. do stuff. So. Yeah, that's very cool. Jerry? Mm-hmm. You have anything? Um, I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, let me, yeah, let me too, guys. say the blurb here. I got a little blurb. So thank you for listening to this week's <laughs> Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us and follow all the great podcasts and blog posts, especially people like Dan on the EdReach Network. <laughs> Have a great week, Jerry. I hope I'm still full on Saturday when this comes out. 